Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Wow. Hello, Charity. I should think you're expecting my call by now. And since the time is of the essence, well, I'll get right to the rub of it all. I wish to warn you about your cohorts, your compadre, your partner in crime podcasting, Mark. I've been listening and monitoring his most interesting behavior. You see, Mark is regressing mentally. And it all started with those infernal rollerblades. He has an obsession with the phrase, that's what she said. Much like an adolescent boy. He has mentioned he wished he could go trick-or-treating. And how he enjoys sitting with little marshmallows. If he continues to regress, and it is in my opinion, that he will. He will soon reach that stage post-puberty, where he won't be able to keep his hands off of himself. He'll begin to, well, as it were, paddle the pickle, punish the Pope, and shake hands with Mr. One-Eye, and so on, and so on. My only concern is for your safety, so here's what you must do. Go now as quickly as you can to the nearest Lowe's or Home Depot. Acquire sheets of plexiglass with, to shield yourself from any flying seed that may come your way. Do you remember Miggs? He was in the cell right next to mine. He, too, had mentally regressed, and you saw what he did to Clarice. I shouldn't want that to happen to you. Oh, heed my warning, dear Charity. Well, I really must go. You see, I'm having an old friend for dinner. Ta-ta for now. And as always, bon appetit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was... That's great. Amazing. All right. A couple things that I got to take away from this. So I hadn't listened to it. Me neither. Me neither. Nope. Until right here when we're alive, because this is the way we like to roll. I, to think that I haven't already punished the pickle or whatever he said is like (laughs) beyond me. Come on, guy. That was great. That was amazing. Silence of the Lambs is one of my most favorite movies ever. Of course I want to go trick-or-treating. It's like free candy. And of course he wants to eat his marshmallows. You know what? I have those same concerns about you regressing, Mark. (laughs) But I just don't want to air them because, you know, we're already regressed enough. (laughs) I like this right here. And shake hands with Mr. One-Eye. That was, I had to keep myself from laughing on that one. I'm pretty sure everybody heard you laughing, Jerry. I'm sorry. He sounds just like him. He did so good. I all I gotta say is it was phenomenal. It made my day, and it just absolutely. <laughs> I want to play this for everybody. They're not going to get it. Let's just put it that way. Exactly. See, this is what people are missing out on missing in the out. Crime Creep Group because stuff like this happens all the time. Dun dun dun! Are we dun, rolling dun, in? Dun. Let's roll in. I don't know. Am I on the right thing? Is this the one I want to do? Meow. Yeah, we we'll sure do the meow. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, no, okay. no, wait. I forget. That's what she said. I have an infatuation with that. <laughs> I'm starting it out. I love that. With thing. our girl, Danelle, who is the queen of the um, the Christmas and in, in Halloween. Yep. 
because, you know, that's going on right now. She posted, has anybody ever actually gotten salmonella from eating raw cookie dough? Or are people just trying to stop me from being happy? I, I think people are trying to stop people from being happy. I've had raw cookie dough a billion times. Oh, my God, since I was a kid. We used to fight in my house growing up to be able to lick the beaters. Oh, Which snap. are the things oh. that went on thank, to the mixers thank you. and stuff. Thank you, because that sounded a little dirty. <laughs> Or oh, maybe, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think of or that. Or maybe my mind is just in the gutter I today. I think your mind is in the gutter. Hey, guys, before Mark says anything, if my voice sounds different, it's because I have really bad allergies. They're really, really bad. Seriously. No, I think the sniffing is related no, to- stop. An under, <clears throat> something not, else over there. I, guys, that is a lie. I love it because her and Kristen both have allergies. So, like, Kristen leaves and she's been sniffing all night, and now I- Charity shows up and that's all I get to hear all day is sniffing. You're welcome. What I love is Danelle too also posted a picture that looks like me. She says, when you think you make an awesome Hulk, oh, everybody thinks you're funny. Shrek. That funny. Oh my God. That, that just one was cracks really me up. funny. Oh God. Oh my God. All right. So quick story time. And it goes along with one that, Danelle also posted, I bet the 1940s didn't know that the swimsuit would become today's homecoming dresses. So, Wait, did you see their pointy boobies? I did. They're very pointy. Look at the length of their swimsuits. I saw that. So I went to pick up Kristen's kid at his homecoming dance this weekend. I was going to ask about that because yes. I actually cut his hair for that. And it was I, was, I wanted to be very careful. So his hair was just so because I knew he was very excited about the homecoming dance. He was a stud. He's a great kid. And these girls walked by me and let's just... Be happy there was not a breeze because these dresses barely cover the woo Oh, no. Really? Oh, yeah. And they're freshmen, right? This is, I think, oh, all, it's the all whole ages. School. It's, the whole school, it's yeah. absolutely. I, I don't know if this is just in the Northeast or is this everywhere's people? Like, I look at these people. I looked at Kristen and I said, my kid would have never walked out of the house like this. I would have absolutely murdered her. Yep. Uh, that's scary. That it is. is scary. It's horrible. Very scary. <laughs> I love this one. Walter Cop posted. And I actually got to up my game on my restaurant notes because he's got one that's posted that says in the in the notes, contract uh, contact free delivery. Pretty, please do not come before 730 p.m. as I do not want the crotch goblins to be awake and try to steal my munch. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> Oh, Vanessa Lee Fielding. It's another hot day. So I've taken all my clothes off and opened every window. I feel so much better. Although the other people on the bus don't seem so pleased. Oh my gosh. So yes, funny. we're still we're still in heat Nazi mode here where Kristen absolutely refuses to turn on the heat. That's why I wore my heavy sweatshirt today. Yeah, I know. One of these days I'm just going to turn it on. <laughs> well, hey, let's give a shout out to Barbara Garcia. She wrote, y'all, my favorite, most favorite podcast to listen to. Y'all made me laugh and made me cry and definitely made me think. So keep up the great work. Love you guys. Aww. We love you. We sure do. We love all of you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just laughing. These are great. Oh, wait, wait. Can I, Shonda, I'm going to mess up your last name. I'm so sorry. Boyens. Boyan. Oski. I think I might have done okay, but let me know, Shonda. So it's a picture of, <laughs> that's a little deer, right? Yes. Okay. So it says, there's a microphone in front of the deer's face, mouth, and it says, I think we have a pretty good chance this season. And then it says, the average hunter is getting older and millennials think meat comes from stores. Oh my God. So true. That is true. So true. We got one poster that said, there's going to be some very unhappy cougars. And it's a sign from McDonald's that says, we are currently out of boy toys. Sorry for the inconvenience. Sorry. Oh, did you see that the, the adult? Um, well, hold on. Because oh, this gets better. He's going. Because sometimes the comments are even better. Oh, no. Scoot Parsons. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. McDonald's was just putting the word out that I'm taken. <laughs> that was like, sometimes the comment is better. Always. Than so, so uh, what? Fill me in. I haven't sunk into the low of getting an adult uh, happy. I haven't yet. either, but I've heard they're divine, and they have um, the 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 their old school toys. They're like the old school McDonald characters, and they're like oh. pretty big. Yeah. So I mean, I eat at McDonald's on a fairly regular basis, so maybe I'll go there. All right. Yeah. So I posted this on our main Facebook page, 
after complaining about getting nasty fries all the time. So somebody had suggested in the crime creep group that said, hey, just tell them you want, don't want them with salt, and then they have to cook them fresh. And you tried it. I've tried it now multiple times, and, and it's it, worked all the time. It's divine. So I posted that, and then people were like, but then you don't get salty fries. It's like, do you not understand that you can put salt on your fries yourself? So when you get up to the window, then you say, oh, thank you for my unsalted fries. Can I have some salt packets now? All right, guys, <laughs> guys who are not in the crime creep group, please. So Emily Hamill, our girl Emily, who's been with us, I believe, since day one. I think so. Yeah, she's she is a super delight. She put, soup is witchcraft. We cut, we put plants, spices, and dead animals into a cauldron and follow instructions from an old book written by old people. <laughs> That's a true statement. Right? Absolutely yes. is. I'm pretty sure Emily is, let me look here. <laughs> do, 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 do. Don't mind me. Yeah, she is from Michigan. And I, if I would have known that when I was working out in Detroit, I would have went and hung out with them. But I didn't know until after the fact that I was already in there. I found one that I want to get back to here real quick. Jennifer Green has the little Geico guy, which I love him. I want him. Did you see the one where he's like driving the boat? It's the commercial. He's driving a boat. Request to come ashore. Request to come ashore. And then you you see that a little boy is. Uh, controlling, I love that. So, one. anyway, she posted a little a little meme of him, and it says, "Just saved a ton of money on my car insurance by switching to reverse and leaving the scene." Right? True. That is true story. I like this one right here, uh, Jen DeSimino. In Britain, a squirrel once got its head stuck inside a Halloween mask and ran around terrifying entire neighborhood. Ready? Oh my god, that would scare. That Anybody? Awesome. Oh, could you see through the plexiglass? Since you know we we put we put it up between um, us we, now. Yes, I can see still. Sometimes it's a glare, but I can see. Oh, Tammy Roy, chili season is here, and it's the toilet with the back blown out. <laughs> I feel like I've been responsible for some of those. You probably have. <laughs> oh man! So we have to give a big shout out, of course, to Danelle, who's done the Halloween Secret Santa again, and it's. I guess it's bigger than the Christmas oh, in she July said it's one. Huge, yeah. Which makes me so yeah. happy. Make sure you guys post in the Crime Creep group what you get. Whoever I got, I, I'll let you know right now. Like I've been lazy and I've been busy, so I haven't had a chance. So to So the send person you out I got, I'm going to be mailing out tomorrow. Today is October 17th, and we're mailing it out tomorrow. And on top of that, um, when you get it, just know I did the one for you, one for charity. Yes, she did. She so told we'll me the be, whole story. We'll be twinning. Let's just say that. I like this one. I, I'm not even going to describe it other than just saying it's a carved pumpkin. And it I says, saw that. No, there's two of them. Oh, no. You've heard of Elf on the Shelf. Now get ready for. <laughs> I won't say anymore. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So. These again, are my people in this yeah. group. So, again, Danelle, the perfect tattoo to cover up a birthmark doesn't exist, guys. It's a tattoo of <laughs> Calvin Klein underwear. Oh, my God. And the birthmark is down by the bum cheeks, and it's a little brown birthmark. Amazing. Whoever did that, I'm sorry. That's amazing. I love it. I love what Walter Cop posted because this, this would be amazing. It's a toilet seat with a scale, and it tells oh, you how that. much weight you lost after taking a dump. Oh, my, okay. So, guys, I have a really funny joke that Walter sent me, but I'm not going to say it now. I'm going to wait till a another episode that we have coming up. Oh, Lincoln Marriott. Love Lincoln. He just put, no, 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 no. And it's a picture and it says, I had a vasectomy today. Wife got me some snacks. I saw this. Oh my God. No, no nuts instead of donuts. No more. What is that? I can't see that far away. Oh, sorry. And then um, mixed, mixless nutty buddies. (laughs) And then that. unlimited cream pies. <laughs> so Ew, funny. that still never sounds right to me. I love it. Cherry, love it. whoa, wait a minute. I'm talking about the unlimited cream pies. What are you talking about? That, that one never sounds I right to me. I love the, the postmark. Okay, I was like, holy God. crap. God. I like one that Walter Cobb posted that says, it's got basically a picture. It's a video here. You got to click it, but it's a, it's a truck with a skeleton sitting on the back, and it says, honk for a treat. So I suggest you go play this because they get a quite 
the treat because the uh, skeleton pees on you. Oh, directly to the car behind you. I it love is that. awesome. Well, it just shows how people in this world are in need of some treats. Jennifer Green, another workplace stash. It's a whole like workbench, like an industrial workbench. Oh, yeah. With candies. We've, all right, the so candies. I said the whole candy, me stealing it and stuff like that. We've had a bunch come through of hiding spots. Oh, yeah. Let's just say there will not be a tampon box that goes unchecked when I go to people's house now, because apparently that's where you hide all your candy. Well, I mean, it's a good place to hide, or it was until I, sh- I should have kept my mouth shut, guys. And then uh, Christopher Rosengrant, I like this. He's got a picture, and it says, Texas Chainpaw Meowsicker. <laughs> Meow. I like that. <laughs> Sophie approves. Sophie. Oh, wait. I have I a Sophie one. story for you, too. I'll let you do one more, and I got a Sophie story for you. Chris Lynch. A new dog poop disposal system that fills dog poo bags with helium to float them away forever. Float a poo. Oh, and then know what we need to talk about? I was in Claremont. But go ahead. Tell the Sophie oh, story boy, first. Oh, you were in Claremont. Yeah. All right. So do you see this massive scar on my hand? Yeah. So I had to shave the kitty. Oh, again. I, I need to stop myself. Yep. Charity, stop. Charity. Charity. Oh, charity keep, it inside, keep it inside. Mine is in the gutter. So Sophie is a, an extremely, if people that don't know Sophie, she's an extremely long haired Persian cat. She's beautiful. So basically, like once every six months, I give her what's called a lion cut. Because otherwise, oh, I haven't seen her today yet. I gotta see. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a a bald kitty. <laughs> charity, stop! Charity, she's a stop bald it. kitty. Charity, charity, stop it! She's got a little bit of hair up top, but everything else is bald. A little on the bottom that I missed too, because that goes into my story. Okay. Sophie's two biggest things she hates in life are being shaved and tubby time. Oh. So we made it through the shaving pretty good. I've been doing this long enough with her where I have it down. So I I shaved the kitty. It went fine. She didn't like it. It took a while. She's shaved. Mark shaved the kitty. I want you all who are in the Crime Creep group and, and the people that are out there who are like-minded. Mark shaved the kitty. Okay? Charity's having a hard time. <laughs> she is. You know what else we're going to have a hard time with? Taking a break to thank one of our sponsors. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at all right, we're back. Let's get back to talking about shave kitty talk here. So now it was time to bathe the kitty. And she knows the routine. She knows shave then shower. And she started freaking out before we even made it down the hallway. As soon as I, I stood up, she's like, Rawr! and she doesn't never, she, she never Sophie. meows. And I decided to do this when I got out of work and it was like one in the morning. Oh, no. So you so, were alone. With your kitty. She was sleeping. Okay. He was sleeping. And I'm like, I'm just doing it, whatever. And then we head into the bathroom. Oh, boy. And there's no way to do it other than to just pull the bandage off and just spray her. Yeah. That's how you do it. But because she's horrible. So, and the last time she scratched me and almost took my vein off my hand. Oh, boy. So I had really good hold of, you know, her paws, her of front course. ones. Yeah. And then the back ones, you kind of curve in and you can hold her. And I'm trying to like tell her, I'm like, you know, Sophie, it's okay. Dad loves you. And she's like, she's like freaking hate you. Yeah. She was not a fan of you, I bet. And she started doing her little and freaking out and getting mad. And I'm trying to get this as quick as I can because I don't like putting her through torture. And it was going good. We had a couple of yelling matches. Apparently, I woke up the other people in the house because it was getting loud. Oh, no. And... Then we were about 99% done. And then she turned and bit me. <gasps> and when she bit, like she bit and she would not let go. Oh. And we're talking 
like inch and a half long teeth on the front of her straight into my hand. And then it went in here and here and they were touching. Oh. And I was gushing blood everywhere. Oh. Like it was coming out of my hand. And like now her nice clean hair is like getting all red with blood. Do you think maybe, <clears throat> sorry, allergies. Do you think maybe it would be advantageous of you to bring her to an actual groomer? Okay. So this is the same thing Kristen had said to me. Groomers are super expensive. That's true. And to get your Persian taken care of, like there's only very few people that will do it. I know somebody. It's in my plaza and I Will they do Persians? Yeah. Oh. Sold. Sold to the lady in the second row. She's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten. I know. (laughs) I love that. Oh my goodness. Um I would I don't ever want to bathe her again. Like this was traumatic for her, traumatic for me, because now I'm trying to get her to release yeah. and she won't. And there's blood gushing everywhere. Now I have an audience. Of because, course. Because now they're coming to see what's going on because Sophie's also like hyena-ing noises and freaking out. Poor I'm Sophie. screaming. And then finally I got her to release and now it's just like, I love her to death. She's like my kid. I can't be mad at her, but I'm mad at her. And then well, finally I get, oh, it bled for days like I could my my hand was infected I had to go get um stuff from the doctor oh god antibiotics like my hand was bright yeah, red animal infected. bites yeah you gotta be kidding that's it was gross so then you know we finally got it released and then she hated me for two days and now she won't leave me alone again well at least she forgot she's back I will never forget oh but it, she didn't do it on purpose it was out of fear you, you gotta give her that no, I'm going with this was on purpose because the, the tubby was pretty much done. You know what? Maybe like it's been compiling in her brain little things that you've done here and there, like not sharing some sort of food item or, you know, there could have been a lot of stuff that's over the years that she's just been holding on to like a normal woman. And then I share everything with her. She sits next to me and eats everything that I eat, unless it's something spicy that I won't let her have. Well, yeah, you don't want her belly to get achy. But yeah, Kristen was actually laughing because yesterday I was sitting there eating and then like Sophie like comes up and she stands on my shoulder and she reaches over and she starts trying to bite whatever I'm eating while I'm doing it. Like she'll reach around. She just looks at me and she's like, you've done this. Like you can't be mad at anybody because you've done this to her. You've made her your little friend. And like anytime you eat, she thinks it's her eat. She loves strawberry ice cream. She'll sit up there and just lick it for hours. Actually, oh I think God. I posted a picture of the page of I that I believe before. you did, yes. Oh, I love it. What do we got today? Because we've been kind of droning on for a while. <clears throat> Charities, <Sorry. clears throat> quote unquote, allergies. I want to talk about Claremont first real quick. Oh, gosh. Let's let's jump right in. I went to the Sugar River. Sugar River, yes. Walked it, yeah. Yep. Sugar River Claremont Trail, is, okay. has coming along, actually. They're redoing the whole downtown. It looks really nice. Hate it. Okay. Sorry. I hate what they've done to the downtown in Claremont. It's one way now. The Fireman's Parade doesn't go through there. Do you love Runnings, though? Uh, runnings is pretty cool store. I love Runnings. Yeah, I runnings just go in there for like, cool. we were in there for like a half hour just walking that used around. To be, that was Lowe's. They they built the Lowe's. It lasted like three months because they built it in the parking lot next to Home Depot. Yes. But Claremont is, Claremont's my hometown for people that don't know. I love Claremont, New Hampshire. It's where I, I grew up and all my friends are still over there. Um, I wanted to ask around to see if anyone knew you, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, you probably don't. <laughs> but yeah, like the uptown in Claremont, like I get what they're doing. They kind of did what they did to Concord, New Hampshire, where they're trying to make it like this right. destination shopping thing. But Claremont's traffic flow and how they do things like uh, downtown in Claremont, you don't, there's nobody goes there at nighttime. Right. Like it, it's not, it's a daytime place. Yeah. Washington Street is where everybody's at at nighttime, the other end of town. And yeah. it's just, they're trying to do this. They spent millions and millions of dollars. Like I know five or six people that own businesses up there that ended up closing because they couldn't get any customers all summer long. I'm sure. Looks super cool, but like good luck parking up there. They made it one lane and these massive sidewalks. And this is Claremont people. Like, give me a break. The Sugar River was nice, though. Sugar River is nice. Yes, we used to ride our dirt bikes on that there trail There were some right there. people riding dirt bikes. Yeah, that's the OHRV trail. I used to love that over there. So I was in Mark's dumping grounds. But anyways, today, Mark. Yes. Because tis the season of Halloween-y things, we are going to be talking that. about Halloween murders. 
I love this. And a little comp compilation of them. I like when you do these. We need to yeah. do a live show soon, too, but We way. really do. It's been... We keep saying that. It's been a while. It's been a while. I know. People would really enjoy a live show. I don't know. Would you guys? I, I don't feel like we have the fans out there anymore because like, they don't they don't send us messages as much anymore. We got the same, you know, 60 people in our group. Are, are there people out there that are wanting a live show? Well, I don't know. Maybe they I don't are. know. Let us know on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast. Work it on the email, guys. Um, the info at casewatchpodcast.com is not working right now, but I didn't realize it wasn't. Oh, boy. Until I went to try to pull emails that people said they have, they weren't coming through. Mark, so that's why we weren't getting any for Mark, a while. where are we going to have our creeps and their creep speaks? Well, I mean, you guys, most of you are friends with us on Facebook at this point. Send and, it um, to our messengers. Not to, like, say you know, let anything out, but there may or may not be a bonus episode of a few fun episode with some, a few creep speaks. Just saying, just throwing it out there. She's really trying to lure me into staying late today. Yep. All right. Let's, let's hear your fright kingdom nights of Halloween. So Halloween murders seem extra eerie because it is indeed the day of the dead, right? It is. It's my favorite time of the year. Yeah. Even though he's a scaredy cat. Oh, ginormous. So I thought we would talk about some of them and why they may have gone down. I love this. The first murder we're going to talk about took place in Chicago, 2011. Mark, you might connect with this one a bit. Oh, boy. You scare me. A 55-year-old man named Ledell. That guy who liked McDonald's. Is that where you're going at? It's not too far off. So, a 55-year-old man named Liddell Peoples, which is kind of a fantastic name. I like that name. Even though he's an asshat, but whatever. Well, he was enjoying a delicious bag of Halloween candy. Oh, love it. It didn't say how and he- yes, people, I love candy corn. <laughs> oh, okay. Just throwing that out there. Um, it didn't say how he acquired the said candy, only that he was enjoying it. Yes. Until he thought some of the delicious goodness had been taken out of his bag. After all, he had made it known that the bag of candy was his and only his mark. Okay. okay? I get it. I, I, right now, I, I'm, I'm on board. I just wanted to like really show the, the severity of the situation. Okay? Oh, I'm on board. I feel the severity because there's nothing worse than people taking your candy. So he immediately turned his attentions towards his girlfriend, 49-year-old Maria Adams, and accused her of stealing some of his candy. Been there. I mean, who else would it have been? Really? I mean, she was the only one there, right? Sometimes I eat it and then blame Kristen. I'm like, did you eat my Reese's? And she was like, no, you ate the entire bag yourself. Like, no, no, no. I Or what I do. Here's what I do. Here's my oh, trick. God, here we go. I will give her, I'll be like, hey, sweetheart, do you want a piece of candy? And then I'll give her a piece of candy. Then I'll eat the entire bag. She's like, you ate that whole thing. I'm like, no way. I gave you a piece. A piece. A I didn't eat piece. it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. She loves when I do that. She yeah. loves me, really, guys. I no, promise. she really does love him, but I don't know if she loves when he does that. <laughs> I have lots of little fun quirks. <laughs> They're fun quirks, guys. That's all yeah. they are. <laughs> I think we all do. Um, well, Maria was very, very mad that he would accuse her of such an act and an argument took place. During this argument, Maria allegedly threw a plate at Liddell's head that not only hit him, but also left quite a deep cut above his eye. Liddell lost his crap and I decided you said Adele, and I was like, no. I was thinking, there's a fire burning in my soul. <laughs> oh my God. I, 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 this is, guys, this is what it's like the day in the mind of me. Yeah. Like, I'm very simple minded. You guys just get a little glimpse of it. You just a little bit. Just a little bit. Liddell lost his crap and decided the next course of action would be, of it's course, to grab a murder. Of course, to grab a knife. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, it's, it's a logical like, step, next step here when someone steals your handy. Well, and he had now has that gash from the plate, the alleged yep. plate. He did just that and stabbed Maria multiple of times, killing her. I wonder how much candy he had access to after he was arrested. He was made somebody else's candy. Oh, hey, give me a little candy corn. Come on over here. I have a Tootsie Roll me for a, you. Give me a pumpkin. <laughs> oh, she's taking this to a whole new level. Okay. Are you ready for another one? I'm always ready for I love these short, yeah, sweet I do too. ones. These too. are the ones that make me happy. So in Sumter, SC 
Halloween of 2008. Wait, where? Sumter, SC. South Carolina, okay. Sumter, S-U-M-T-E-R. I said that right. Sumter, South Carolina. I think so. There's somebody in Sumter, South Carolina right now going, I can't believe you pronounced that wrong. What's wrong with you? They'll correct me. They always do. I love that. It's all good. Quentin, Quentin Patrick was at his home. Um, he was a little edgy because he was a convicted drug dealer back out living his life. So he's at his home. It's Halloween. I don't, as I read on, I don't believe maybe he even realized it was Halloween, but, um, yeah, I I, just listen. Oh boy. Yeah. So, um, when he heard a knock at the door, he assumed it was a rival gang out to get him. Oh boy. Yeah. For this reason, he thought it would be a good idea to grab his most likely illegal AK-47 and begin shooting through the door. So he didn't even open the door. He just, there was a knock at the door and he just started pelleting the door with his firearm. Unfortunately, there was no gang at his front door, but a group of trick-or-treaters. He fired 29 bullets at the children. 11 of those bullets were fired into a 12-year-old boy named TJ Darasaw, killing him. Oh, man. Ugh. That is so sad. That's horrible. Like, why wouldn't he have peeked out the window or something? Why I'm just assuming fire? this guy was probably drugged up. Something. He had to have been. Those poor children and most and most of all, poor little TJ, he must have been the one that knocked on the door. So my thing is, Halloween's ruined for the rest of those children for the oh, re- yeah. and his family, obviously. 100%. Ruined. PTSD. Yep. Rest of your life. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, Rightfully so. That little stunt got you back in jail too, sir. So Hopefully forever stupid. to never, ever see the outside. Stupid. I, that, I, oh, that really got me, that one. That one's sad. Then they're all sad, but I mean, that one really got me. Um, a nine-year-old little girl named Lisa Ann French was trick-or-treating by herself on the way to a Halloween party in 1973 in Fawn. Uh, yep. Sorry, Jerry. Let me go ahead and uh, put my phone on the box. Sorry. Sorry about sorry that. Sorry if we're interrupting your... your Whatever's going on over there, Mark. Rookie move over there. It was still hooked up. Sorry about that. We should have answered it on air because he goes, he, he we stopped and he goes, I don't even know who that is. We should have answered it and they would have been on air, whoever it was. That would have been funny. Yeah. That, what that if it was like great. a sales call? The noo, noo, you just want to cruise. That would have been funny. I love. All right. Uh, guys, we're the, the podcast of side jags. Yeah. And sorry. Side talks, and it's just the way it is. I like to have that voicemail that you can send to somebody back when, so back in the day when cell phones first come out, we used to send these audio clips as text messages to our friends. And it'd be like, hi, Mr. Smith, just want to let you know that your order of anal wart cream is available at CVS to pick up at your convenience. Yes. We used to send those all the time. Oh God. Yeah. Like I miss that stuff. I'm going to do that to charity. I'm going to do it to her. Can you please? I will. We should do it. We should try to get some creep snubbers and do it to them. I love it. Yeah, it would be funny. All right, let's continue on with poor little nine-year-old Lisa Ann French. So remember, this was in 1973, and it was in Fondue Lac, Wisconsin. Probably messed that up, but. You know, that's how it Isn't goes. Isn't fondue like the, the big cheese thing that you like? Yeah, like drips down and you like stick like your like. chocolate fondue Yeah, and you too, like, and and you like st- the cheese one too and you stick your little foods in there and you ooh, eat I it. I want to go to the Golden, go to the, uh, Golden Corral now. Oh. I'm starving. They have one of those. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay, so. Sorry. Always goes to food. Anyways. Yep. Oh, oh, always. Um, It should be stated. My that, other show does too. <laughs> does it, <laughs> it always really? Ends up in I food, love that. Yes. I want to be on Mark's other show. By the way, somebody actually, I, I, so I was. Doing a live show last week, and I, I see a name that I know is, you know, a creep, a case watch crime creep. Nice. And I was like, crossing of the streams right here. See? And I was doing that show. It's like, it's live video. So it was like, I was kind of like, yeah, I wanted to give like a huge shout out, but that's like a, a professional show. So, so I had to be all careful. Right. Creeps, would you cross over to Mark's other show if I was on it somehow? Probably not. Yes. Wh- be like, Charity knows nothing about racing. Well, I wouldn't be talking about racing. I would add the <laughs> side notes. <laughs> Side note, I know you guys are talking about racing, but... But, listen to what happened to me today. <laughs> I'll tell you the story about somebody who stole somebody's candy. <laughs> yes. That See? would be fun. That would be really fun. Let now us know. I completely lost where we are on this Okay, so anyways, case. she's in Wisconsin. It's in 1973. Oh, yes, 
Um, it should be stated that she was right near her house in her neighborhood because she's nine years old. She was trick-or-treating alone. Um, but it sounds like she was hitting some houses on her way. Um, she was on her way to a party that was in the same neighborhood. So just a few houses down. Okay. It's not like she was off by herself in another neighborhood or dropped off somewhere. Um, you know, it, it, and it's in 1973, different times. Oh, yeah. One of the houses she went to on her way um, was her neighbor, uh, Gerald Miles Turner Jr. Gerald somehow lured the little girl into his house. Three first names. Oh, I know. I knew you were going to say that yeah. too. Yeah. That's a thing. It's real. Uh, so he lured the little girl into his house somehow and proceeded to sexually assault her uh, and ultimately kill her by asphyxiation. I hate this guy. He then put her body in a trash bag and threw it into a field in a neighboring town. Gerald finally confessed to killing Lisa nine months later. He was sentenced to 38 years and six months in jail. Um, in my opinion, that's definitely not enough time for rape and murder. I'm sorry. No. It's not. I, I'm just blown away by that. He was released on parole in 1998, but was back in the clink by 2003 for 15 years and six months for violating his parole. Oh, hmm. Interesting. So he was released for murdering a nine-year-old girl for, for sexually abusing her. And murdering her. He was released on parole. I find this just I don't understand, but anyways, whatever. And this was, all right, so this, maybe it's the area, because isn't, uh, remember when we had Carrie Ann Kanati on talking about her yes. sister? Isn't that, wasn't that in that general area? I think Midwest so. And, yeah, I think so. Ugh, so sickening. The community was shocked after Lisa's death and put into effect daylight trick-or-treating hours. The murder also led to the creation of Wisconsin's Chapter 980 in 1994, which allows criminals who have been released from prison to have to spend time in a mental institute if they are determined to be sexually violent and dangerous to the public. I like that. Me too. I think that is fantastic. I wish everywhere did that. Yeah. Right? So, okay, you you did your time, but have you been rehabilitated? No. Okay, you are going to spend some more time in a mental institute to make sure we can try to rehabilitate you and figure out why you did what you did and put you out on the street. Yeah. I, I, I'm all for it. So chapter 980 was named Turner's law. I like that. I like that too. So something good came out of something horrendous. Poor little girl. Okay. Let's move on to Napa, California. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Are you sure? I'm sure. This one's, Oh, this one's kind of long. That's oh, what, oh, oh. Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. Oh, here we go. That's what she said. <laughs> this yeah. one's like actually a case. Oh, I don't. I I don't know when I when I did this. <laughs> well, maybe we should actually make that a case because we're like forty minutes in. No, it's not that long. Okay, let's roll that. Okay, <laughs> roll that. Be- did you guys hear that? There's like stuff down here. All right. Anyways, it's fine. I keep kicking it with my feet. All right. Okay, ready. The keyboard box has been moved. Okay, thank you. Halloween of 2004 in Napa, California, roommates Adrian Insogna, Leslie Mazzara, and Laura Minza hung out and passed out Halloween candy to trick-or-treaters. The home they lived in was on Dorset Street, and the, and the, the later it got, the less their doorbell rang with, you know, costume goers because, you know. Gets late. Gets late. All three warm, women were in bed by 11, and the home was dark. Everything shut down for the night. Adrian and Leslie's bedrooms were upstairs, and Lauren's bedroom was downstairs. At approximately 2 a.m., Lauren woke up to to the sound of a horrific screaming and broken glass. She cautiously got out of bed to see what was happening. She didn't get far before she heard footsteps coming down the stairs. She was able to run out the back door, hide, and quietly wait. Very smart girl. Very, very smart girl. She heard someone climb out of the basement window and then running. It was... Then, when she felt comfortable enough to go back inside and see what went on, she immediately heard crying coming from Adrian's room and quickly ran to her aid. She entered the room and slipped on the crazy amount of blood that was in the room. Leslie was on the bedroom floor in a pool of her own blood, and Adrian was behind the bed with blood all around her, but at this point still alive. Lauren picked up the landline to dial 911 for help, only to realize the line was dead. The intruder must have cut the line. The poor woman was so scared of the scene, not knowing if anyone was still in the house, she grabbed her cell phone and called 911 as she jumped in her car and drove off. Again, very smart move. I don't blame her at all. 
There was nothing she could have done for her friends at this point except call for help and keep herself safe. Keeping herself safe was very important. Oh, yeah. 100%. Help came quickly to the home. Leslie was already dead and Adrian lost her life shortly after help arrived. Both women lost their lives due to being stabbed over and over. Lauren explained the entire ordeal as best she could, but couldn't tell police what the suspect or suspects looked like or how many of them there might have been. The quiet community was obviously in shock and feared for their safety. I mean, you're in Napa, California, wide country. Like this is a very quiet, low crime area. An investigation quickly took place and the entire residence and area surrounding the home were inspected for evidence. Cigarette butts were found. None of the women smoked, so this led investigators to believe they could have belonged to the killer. Maybe they were smoking while they were waiting for the lights to go out and everyone was in bed. Oh. Right? They were sitting outside smoking away. Blood, other than the women's blood, was found at the scene, suggesting the killer may have cut themselves. The blood and cigarette butts were sent out for DNA testing. Meanwhile, without a suspect, rumors started to fly around the community. It was thought that the killings might have been drug-related. Maybe the girls were messed up with drugs. Another rumor was that it was a mob hit. These are quite the imaginative rumors. I get it. This kind of stuff didn't happen in the area. But drugs and mobs, like, that's a little bit of a stretch to me. Sounds like victim blaming to me. Oh, yeah. It sounds what that seems like to me. Well, you'll see as we go on, the families were very upset about these rumors. These gals were in bed by 11. Like, they're not partiers. They're not even, like, you know what I'm saying? Since Leslie was viciously stabbed first, police believed she was the target. It looked as if Adrian ran to Leslie to try and help when she heard her scream and was attacked by the killer. So they were both upstairs, the two bedrooms. So she was the first to get to her. Yep. While waiting for the DNA to come back, police started to look into the girl's past to see if there was anyone that would want to hurt them. At the time of the murder, Adrian was working for the city of Napa. Not long after she was first hired there, she began dating a man named Christian Lee. It was said to be an on and off again relationship. Friends said Adrian wanted a more serious relationship and settled down. Christian didn't feel the same way. Apparently, Adrian stopped by to see Christian Halloween night after she was done handing out candy. The two had an argument about commitment. They also argued about Adrian going to a party and meeting another man. This made Christian jealous. Dude, you can't have it both ways. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't say I don't want to be committed and then finally, mad she, when you're finally going out she's doing like, yeah. Committed things. Yeah. Finally she's like, all right, well, if you're not gonna commit, then I'm gonna start seeing what my other options are, and then he gets pissed. Yeah. Not cool. Not at all. Not cool at all. Other than her relationship with Christian, Adrian's life was quiet and drama free. Nothing else of concern could be found to elicit someone wanting to murder her. Leslie had moved to California from South Carolina a few months before the murders took place. She was actually once a beauty queen and was extremely social with lots of friends. She was said to have loved Napa the second she arrived and quickly got a job at a local winery owned by Francis Ford Coppola and loved it. Leslie's family weren't worried about her, about their daughter's move and knew um, a new job one bit. Like they were very confident because she was so outgoing that she'd be totally fine. Napa was a very safe community and Leslie was very smart and well liked. Friends said that Leslie was very popular with the uh, <clears throat> men folk as well. Nothing wrong with that at all, Charity. She loved going on dates, Mark, and um, was said to be very loyal. So she's all around a great person, right? Yep. A few weeks before her murder, two of her friends from South Carolina came to visit. They told the police that Leslie was dating two men at the same time. One of the men was older and Leslie seemed more serious about him. The younger one was more of a like, fling. While visiting, while visiting, the two friends witnessed the older guy be- become furious over some flowers that the younger guy had sent to the house. When interviewed, almost all of Leslie's friends said that she was unintentionally, that she unintentionally broke many hearts. So she had a big heart and just everyone thought she made everyone feel so special that yep. she broke a lot of hearts accidentally. They also said that she was ama- an amazing, excuse me, said that she was amazing at making people feel very special, just like I said, right? She made you feel like you were the only one in the room when you weren't. Police did a search of her computer to see if they could find anything. They did find an email from an ex that was sent to her a few weeks before she passed away. He was an ex that asked her to marry him, but she said, no, no, thanks. 
Another one of her exes bought her a car and yet another one took her on a cruise. And a month before her murder, Leslie went back to South Carolina for a friend's wedding using brand new luggage from yet another man trying to date her. The very night she was murdered, another one of her exes, fathers, tried to get a hold of her many times but wasn't able to. That to me sounds very interesting. That's odd. Yeah, why wouldn't ex-boyfriend's father whom she broke up with try to contact her? I wonder if he was concerned his son might do something to hurt her. That's where my head just right? went. Right? Yeah. Sounds like this was quite the investigation with many possible players. The police thought that Leslie might have come across someone that became obsessed with her. The murdering was clearly planned. The person that did it waited outside the, until all was quiet, quickly ran in, committed the murders, and fled. It was believed that Adrian was killed because she witnessed the brutal stabbing. DNA was collected from over 1,500 people. No matches were made. They were taken from all the men that Leslie had associated with. And they also took samples from Christian, Adrian's boyfriend. Remember the one that she had the fight with Halloween night? Yep. The one that wanted his cake and eat it too? Anyway, the families and friends of the girls were getting upset as time went on. They felt like they had to defend the girls with all the gossiping going around. I'd feel the same way. Yeah, me too. Right? Like, that's upsetting. Like, basically calling one of them a, you know. Yes. It, not cool. Lily Prudholm was Adrian's best friend. She had planned a wedding with her boyfriend, Eric Koppel, but pushed it ahead when her friend was murdered. She was just too distraught to get married with so much sadness. A year later, she decided it was time. Adrian's mother went to the wedding and Lily played a special song in remembrance of her friend. Trying to get more info in 2005, the police thought it would be good to publicly... Oh, to announce publicly what kind of cigarettes were found at the scene. They were called Turkish Gold and had just be just come on the market shortly before the murders occurred. So they were brandy new when the murders yep. occurred. So that was that was kind of an interesting, that was good that they they, you know, announced that. They were probably hoping that that not too many people smoked them that previous year and maybe pub, the public could, you know, like help narrow down a suspect. Oh yeah. The DNA on the cigarette butts found matched the DNA found in the girl's bedroom. So the DNA on the cigarette butts matched the blood in the bedroom. Shortly after the police publicly shared the kind of cigarettes that were found, there would be a break in the case. Oh, boy. It was on a Tuesday night that Eric Koppel, you know, the best friend's now husband, yep. turned himself in at the police station. Oh, boy. Adrian's best friend's husband turned himself in before others could connect the dots. He was obviously arrested and family members and friends of Adrian and Leslie were shocked. Relieved and upset, shocked at who it was, relieved that they had the killer and upset that his DNA was never tested. So the police didn't even use him as a suspect. And wow. he was very close to all of the girls. Apparently, the police had called Eric to ask him some questions and he never called them back and they failed to follow up with another call. So they, you know, they were like, hey, Eric, come down so we can just ask you some questions and never call him back. So they're like, ah. That Eric guy, he seems like yeah, a good he's egg. Yeah, he's all set. We don't need his DNA, even though he was You're a male connected to them. Yeah, we're not. The police were sure that Leslie was the target, not Adrian. Leslie's family felt as though their daughter's name could finally be cleared, since she was the one that the police thought, that the police thought was the target. They felt as though every aspect of her life had been judged. And I don't blame them. I yeah. really don't. Eric was made to give a DNA sample and it was an exact match proving he was the killer. But why? Why? I don't understand why. Yeah. Eric was remorseful and said that he killed the girls because he was in a deep depression after his grandmother died and had been drinking heavily. I'm wondering why he thought yeah, killing would make him make feel it? better. Like that makes no sense to me. I'm sorry. I, whatever. In my mind, personally, it sounds like he had a psychotic break and lost his sanity. Right. Because he lived a completely normal life. Well, I have a couple things in my head. Yeah. Now, maybe one of these girls who are his now wife's best friends maybe caught him doing something he wasn't supposed to. Maybe they knew he was a scumbag or any of these different things and we're going to bust him on it. Yep. You don't know. Like, that's just speculation. But yeah, in my mind, it has to be something weird like that. You would think those poor girls and their loved ones, they lost their lives for no reason. January 2007, Eric accepted a plea deal to avoid the death penalty. His wife, Lily, Adrian's best friend, had this to say at the time. You ready? Oh, boy. Nothing in this world that you could do that would make that there is nothing in this world that you could do that would make me love you less. 
She also blamed the killings on Eric's depression and said she would stand by him and support him. Wait, what? Yeah. After all, she was his wife. Wow. Yeah. Until she decided to divorce him. (laughs) But she did keep his name. I'm like, wow. (laughs) I do feel really bad for Lily also. She lost her best friend and the man she said forever to was the one who did it. That had to be like emotionally terrorizing. I can't even believe Lauren Minza, the roommate that survived, moved away from moved away from Napa to many because of like all the horrible memories. She just couldn't live there. Oh anymore. yeah, it's a constant reminder, probably. Yeah. So this was a story I'd never heard of. Yeah, this is uh, absolutely nuts. And I have many questions. I want to know if there was another trigger. Maybe he thought Adrian was filling Lily's head, telling her to leave him. Yeah, right? there's something there. There's something more than this. It's just we so know. strange and horrible. Like, Did he what, maybe attempt something on one of them and it was uh, denied? <gasps> or Maybe. What do you guys think? I'm curious as to what everybody thinks as well. I'm very curious because that was a very, very interesting, interesting case. Is that it for the case? Because I have a special yes! announcement that yeah. I think I, I'm going to throw out there. Yeah. You know what? So this comes out on Wednesday. It does. Charity is already like, oh, let's do an extra show and let's do this and let's do that. That's not how I talk, guys, but whatever. No, that's right. It was. Uh, Really? Because I think there's some sniffles coming on the other side of the desk, too. Just saying. So basically, let's roll and do a live show this coming Sunday, five o'clock Eastern time. I have one stipulation before I agree to this. Oh, boy. What's that? I need my green screen back. You don't get to have the green screen with the cool background. I need my green screen back, too. I'll help you hang it up. Gosh, she's so, so I'm so needy. demanding. I'm so, so needy. <laughs> I don't think that's a lot to ask for. All right. So tune in this Sunday, five o'clock Eastern what time. What will be the date? Uh, hold on. That will be oh, whatever. This Sunday. That's all that matters. And you guys will get to see <laughs> if I hang up the green screen or not. Or you get to see my closet behind charity. So this coming Sunday. October 23rd. October 23rd at 5 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. Because a lot of people are like, well, I'm, I'm in Australia, so what oh, time is that right. for me? Oh, that's right. So 5 o'clock Eastern. We'll see you here on the Case Watch main page. We'll do it on the main page. We haven't done a live <gasps> show on the main okay. Case Watch you know, Facebook I like page that. for a while. So that's good. We'll roll it out. And that was a great show, Charity. That's it for us today. Charity, end the show. Bye, guys. 